RadioInfluence.com. As America's zone coach, premier thought leader, and the world's number one coach of champions, Jim Fannin is the go-to person. He has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries. He has coached individuals, families, relationships, and students in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal, to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin, Jim Fannin has been behind the scenes guiding individuals through the intricate process of peak performance. His success tools are not just for the superstar. They're designed to help you reach your full potential as you tap into life's most successful mindset, the zone. And now, please welcome the coach of champions and America's zone coach, Jim Fannin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin. My name is Seth, Jim's sidekick and producer here on America's Most Positive Podcast. Jim, what's what's on your mind, my friend? What's on my mind? You know, that's a that's a great question. I and I have pondered that for a few days. And what's on my mind? What do we do when reality does not meet our expectations? And that's the root of most internal conflict. When I expect something to happen and then it doesn't. And so what do I do? Well, I I can change my expectations. I can lower them uh, or I can raise them. What else can I do? I can change my reality. And of course, that's uh, not as hard as you might think. Uh, Changing reality is changing your environment, changing your behavior. Uh, And definitely, it's about changing, modifying, adjusting, upgrading every single one of your thoughts uh, every minute of every waking hour, uh, expectations not meeting reality. So really what's on my mind is doing a basic inventory of every bucket, every arena, every portion, every segment of your life. Now, under the SCORE success system, we call these parts arenas, life arenas. I am a father. That's one arena that contains only my thoughts about the people that are in that arena. And there are other people. There's co-coaches. That would be a significant other. Uh, There's the kids themselves. And we could throw in some grandparents. uh, And we could throw in possibly some influencers of my kids' friends. all those thoughts are contained in that arena uh, of me being a father. And I can tell my kid one thing, and uh, she can go out and do something different because of the influence of her peer group. Well, expectation uh, probably is not going to meet reality for somebody in that arena. And, but I'm more than just a father. Now, I, I, I am a... Uh, only child, so I'm not a sibling. Uh, so, Seth, you, you would have a yeah. sibling arena. That, that's every thought of every sibling that you have, uh, and all those thoughts are uh, in that containment, in that arena. Uh, are you the best brother that you can be? Don't answer that, but that is a question that uh, one needs to ask. I'm at 
the best father that I can be? Am I a positive influencer of thought? Um, but the one arena I, I want to start off with today is the business arena. It, it is the one that impacts a lot of other arenas. There's no question about it, including your health, your wellness because of uh, stress uh, from a negative business arena. So right now, if you have a J-O-B, well, we're going to talk about your job. If it's a career where that job is in a industry that I'm going to become an expert, I may not be in the same uh, employment, uh, but I will stay in the same industry. Or maybe you've started your own business. Maybe you have a startup and maybe it's a home-based business. Uh, you're the CEO and you're everything. Uh, but those thoughts. Uh, thoughts of vendors that supply you whatever it, you need uh, to make your business viable and uh, uh, desirable in the marketplace. It's your prospects. Their thoughts are in your business arena. Uh, everybody that will touch your profit and loss statement, including your banker and, and your attorney and your accountant, well, they have some thoughts that go into your business arena. So if you're managing a department, managing a division, CEO of your own company, and maybe it's an international Fortune 100 company, 25,000 employees, fine. This show right now, this segment, this is for you. And I've mentioned this before, but let's suppose I am your coach and you and I are all in and We've discussed vision, goals, not just for the third quarter, which we're in, goals not just for July, uh, which we're in, but our vision and goals for 2018. And we're congruent. But reality has not met expectation. And you're starting to question, uh, wow, expectations, are they too high? Are they too low? And uh, what's up with the re reality? Because my feedback is uh, I'm incongruent uh, with what I want, what I need. So what do you do? So if I'm coaching you and you have multiple employees, and let's say you've got a small business of maybe 30 employees, I'm going to ask you, so tell me about your inner circle. How many are there? If you have 30 employees, you probably have somewhere between three, five, or six key people. These are people that you talk to on a daily basis. Possibly they're, uh, you've helped them or they've, you've allowed them to be a part of your mission and your goal setting, your strategic planning. Uh, hopefully, each of these key people have a responsibility that's well-defined. They have accountability that you hold them to. That's usually... Uh, the weak link, um, and they also have the authority of what to do and what not to do. Here's what I want you to do with these inner circle people. Fire them. Right now, fire them. Every single one of them, not literally, just fire them mentally with me right now. They're fired. Now, place them across the street of your business. Home-based, well, they're out there on the curb. If it's a company, uh, they're away from the employee parking lot. They're not allowed to come in. They're standing over there 
waiting their fate. They're gone. We've fired them. We've, we've done a hostile takeover of your company. You and I, we've done a hostile takeover. And now I'm going to ask you one question. Who are you hiring back? And you know, when I've asked that question, uh, I've never had anyone say, oh, I'm hiring them all back. I've had everybody go, well, I got to hire Bob back. He's running my sales. Or I've got to hire Mary because she handles all my finances, CFO, bookkeeping, et cetera. Yeah, I'm not sure about Larry. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Fire them and then go through their responsibility, accountability, and authority. Ask yourself another question. I'm putting together an all-star team. Yes, the all-star game has happened. And, uh, uh, you know, the Midsummer Classic. You want a team of all-stars. Are, is your inner circle, do they all have all-star next to their position, next to their title? Are they the best they can be? And have you hired well? And have you trained well? And do you go over their goals every day? And stress uh, of a small business owner, stress of a CEO of a multinational, it's real especially when reality doesn't meet expectations. Well, let me tell you something. Stress runs downhill. It don't run uphill, backed up like a commode. You need to push the stress down. Hopefully, it's good stress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, E-U, Greek word, good, eureka, euphoria, good stress. And good companies want good stress. That's what takes you out of your comfort zone. And that's what takes you to great heights. And that's how you have the best service business, uh, the best products, and that's how you make the most money. So right now, this is an all-out reality check. Uh, do you have an all-star team? And if you're not hiring everybody back, let's say I, I've got eight on my inner circle. I'm definitely hiring these six back. I still want you to go in and ask them in, to give you in writing their responsibility, their accountability, and their authority within their job title. See if you're congruent with that. It may have changed. They may have a different perspective. You want to make sure you're on the same page. Now, how about the other two? I'm not sure I'd hire them back. I would give them a 90-day challenge, and I'd be up front. I'm viewing you as your uh, uh, review, and I am viewing you. It's a review. I'm viewing you uh, right now, and uh, I need, and the company needs, these things to change in 90 days. I'm here to help you make these adjustments. I need this change. I need this change, and I need this change. I would definitely give no more than five things, and maybe it's only one thing. But make it very clear. And you want to take them out of their comfort zone. That, that's how people get into the zone and do something awesome, do something great. So it's your job as the CEO, as the 
B-O-S-S, to help your team get in the zone and be the best, genuine, authentic individuals they can be, which will turn into your company, your products, your services, being genuine, authentic, best product, best service in the industry. 90-day challenge. What happens if they don't meet the 90-day challenge? They've been warned. At that point, you've got to make a change. And we can talk about that in another show. Is that easy? Of course not. No, you've hired them poorly and probably trained them poorly. So all fingers point back to you. If you fire somebody, you need to look in the mirror. Don't blame your employees. Well, Bob's just lazy. Well, you hired him. You hired him. You trained him. So you hired him poorly because you didn't do your due diligence. You didn't check on him. Other people could have said, you know, I like him. He's just a little lazy. Or you didn't train him, not only for what he needs to do, but your entire culture. Don't forget, this is your inner circle. So to have an inner circle that's not an all-star team, you're looking failure in the eye. It's going to happen. And Jim, you've done a lot of coaching in, you know, in the Fortune 100 and in small and medium-sized businesses. How many times have has somebody come to you for coaching and said, oh man, I just lost that rock star employee because nobody dealt with that non-rock star employee and that one drove all the really good ones crazy until a couple of them left. Oh, that's a great example, Seth. And, and that does happen. And you know what? There's hundreds of situations that become zone breakers. We call them score breakers. Uh, that other people's thoughts impact other people's self-discipline. It impacts their ability to concentrate. It impacts people's ability to remain confident, especially during tough times. It impacts people's relaxation. You know, one person can stress out an entire team. You know, the Dodgers had challenges in, over the years where you looked on paper and the L.A. Dodgers go, wow, they got a great team. They should be winning all the time. But I will tell you, and I know this firsthand, there was one player on the team, and I'm not even going to name the name. So you Dodger fans, you can go back and possibly figure it out. When he was going well, life was good. But when he wasn't, he was so negative. And that negativity, I heard it firsthand on a regular basis, hanging around that team, coaching other members of that team. And, you know, when your so-called star is negative because reality didn't meet his or her expectation, and that's a, that's a rotten apple that will spoil the entire barrel. But, you know, the boss, the owner, the manager, uh, the department head, um, you got to have your finger on the pulse um, and know every single thought. You don't manage people. You influence thoughts. And if you want your profit and loss statement to change, go through every single line item. We've talked about this before. Thoughts need to change per line item if you want numbers to change. You got red numbers, you got to change vendor thoughts, prospect thoughts, customer thoughts, support team thoughts, third-party supplier thoughts. And as the boss and as the department head, as the CEO, as the leader of your team, when there is really tough times, 
people are looking at you. And they can read you. You have a negative thought, you're broadcasting through your physical body language. There's tells. Maybe you're a poker player. Maybe you can mask it. I, I get that. A lot of people can. Most cannot. But how about your emotion? So if you're negative, you're upset about somebody, you're upset about results, expectation didn't meet your reality, people are going to pick that up emotionally. And, and if they're in the room with you, they get it. You can't mask that. But the one thing that's so damaging and the one thing that's so positive is every thought has a physical reaction, yes, emotional reaction, yes. But the positive thing and the one you can't mask, everybody has an intuitive reaction. So that negative person on your team that you're going to give a 90-day challenge and see if you can help them rise to all-star status, you've got to see that person as an all-star. That ain't easy. How can I see him as an all-star? He sucked. You know, he's not prepared. He's losing clients. If I continue to see him in reality, that reality will remain. And now negative things are going to happen. Conflict. He may just leave on his own because he's picking up the vibe. And maybe he's going to stay. And now he's going to spoil other mindsets. Anybody on your team that's not doing well, at least for 90 days, see them successful. And send out that vibe. Be proactive. Now, do I spend more time? Than 90 days on that one person trying to help them go from good to great? No. No. It's sometimes you got to prune the tree. You got to just look in the mirror and go, I hired poorly and I trained poorly. You got to go. And now you're probably doing him or her a favor. Now they can get a new start somewhere else. You want to end this on a positive note if possible. And you're doing yourself a favor, and there's probably going to be a ah, sigh of relief from uh, the people that they're around all the time. But it's this time of year that you really need to think about your team. Now, let's look into other parts of your life. How about financially? Personal. You know, the great business owner, he's paying himself first. I, I know so many people. They don't pay themselves unless everything else is paid. Learn to pay yourself first. I think we could be on the absolute cliff of some negativity globally on a macro economy level. And I'm coaching arguably uh, one of the top macro economists. And it's not necessarily due to what has happened recently politically. This is just a global thing that happens. Expectations don't meet reality, and uh, sometimes the system needs to get flushed. And a lot of people get flushed away, and, and only the strong survive. My recommendation right now, if you look at your personal finances, make sure you've got uh, enough money personally set aside 
for a catastrophe, an emergency, an emergency fund. And I'm telling you, do that now. That's my intuitive vibe. Be prepared. And if it doesn't happen, awesome. Now you got some cash, you can invest and do something else. But have some short-term cash. And, and we put a lot of happy eggs in one basket. And, and usually it's the business basket. But I, I know that if you want to make money, you got to think about money. And, and you got to have financial goals personally for the household, for you and your significant other, for your future. Plan. Treat yourself like a champion in this one arena. Now, what else happens when reality doesn't meet expectation, especially in a primary arena, as in work, job, career, um, business? It puts strain on relationships. Why is that? Uh, because you're always bringing it home. You're always talking about it. Why? Uh, because it's always on your mind. And it's not easy to turn off, especially if you're in crisis mode. So what do you do? You turn your brain off. You learn to reboot. You uh, apply cognitively the 90-second rule. You've been away from someone you love or care about at least two hours. The first 90 seconds has more impact on the relationship, good or negative, than you hanging out with your significant other hours and hours later. Look your significant other in the eye. Mirror whatever mood they're in so that you can relate to them. And if they're negative, you don't want to be negative, but I want to relate. So I may reflect your body language. That way I can lift you up more readily and more swiftly. And then shore up your personal relationship arena by having shared vision. Go back with your significant other, not within 30 minutes of sleep, and sit down and go, it's five years from now. What are we doing, hon? What are we doing? What are we doing? It's 60 months from now. Where are we living? How much money do we have? Shared vision brought you together. The lack of shared vision will tear you apart. There's no doubt about it. One plus one needs to equal three. You and I together should equal more in the part than a part. Or, or what's the point? What's the show about today? What's on my mind? Shoring up every arena in your life. Reality check. Look in the mirror. Get real. And you can manage thoughts, especially from your mirror in your bathroom out to your curb. Okay. What's that mean exactly? Tell me that, that means take charge of all the thoughts in your household, your family brand. That means your children. That means your significant other. Manage your family unit. You can't solve the U.S. challenges. You're not going to be able to watch television, see the things we see on the news, and really believe that you can have an impact on policymaking and you're personally going to change the world? No. So I would avoid being a victim of what you see. I, I would not be a ready judge because that's easy to do. My, my thing to do is 
look in the mirror and start taking care of you. Manage and control what you can control. Manage from the mirror to the curb. Ask your kids. Have vision night once a month for everybody in the family, even your six-year-old. So what do you want to accomplish in the next month? You know, as your six-year-old looks at you and goes, what? Get them used to goal setting. Get them used to visualizing. And then set some visions for the family unit. Control what you can control. The other thing is, as you're doing this inventory of not just your personal money, not just your sibling arena, not just your business arena, which I'm spending more time with, but how about your health? You know, what's the adage? You know, if I, if I knew how to live this long, I'd have taken better care of my body. You know, everybody's heard that, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, somebody famous said that. I'm not sure who it was. Somebody thought it was Yogi Berra, but I think someone else said that, Robin Williams or somebody. But, you know, when you wake up one day and realize, you know, I may have more past than my possible future, all of a sudden wellness comes to the forefront as your top priority. In your 20s and 30s, eh, I'm fine. Yeah, I can stay out all night. I'll be fine tomorrow. I can handle my meetings. You know, then at 55, you're like, wow, uh, that took me four days to recover, staying <laughs> out to one. You know, times change. But always assess your personal well-being. Are you hydrated? Are you eating well? Are you putting good fuel into your body? Uh, do you have routines that the body craves on a physical level? Um, I, I've been finding that the athletes I've been coaching, even though I'm, I, I'm Preacher Joe, man, every day, you got to hydrate, you got to hydrate, you lose 1% of body water, you lose 10% of your focus. And what happened yesterday, two of my clients lost focus, they didn't hydrate. Urine clear, never fear. Urine yellow, loser, fellow. Hydrate. Uh, I had someone not do well on a test, big test. And I, and I said, well, the questions you didn't do well, were they near the beginning, third? Were they in the middle or uh, were they near the end? I was near the end. I said, well, it was probably the lack of water. The lack of water caused you to lose your focus. and. Um, and, and, of course, if you're overthinking, your intuition's not there. Your intuition uh, knows everything that happened to you today. If your mind's clear, you can find it. So, anyway, this is a, an overarching score check, if you will. Go through every arena of your life. This is all laid out for you in, in my book, The Blueprint. Uh, it's a serious book. Uh, it's a book based on approximately 2,500 successful men, women, uh, in business, in sports, in life in general. Uh, there's chapters on every single arena of your life with real visions, goals, and tasks. It's all mapped out there for you. Uh, but if you don't like to read and you don't want to read or, or whatever the reason be, you can do this on a sheet of paper. You are more than the thoughts that you think. These thoughts are all bundled in segments of your life and 2,500, 2,000 thoughts that a person has every day, catalog them in the arenas that are appropriate for them. 
so let's go through a, a basic arenas. You could have a charity that means a lot to you. That's an arena. You have friends, and I'm talking about good friends. Maybe there's only one or two, three people in there. That's fine. Uh, you have your personal finance. You have your job. Some of some of us have two jobs and even three jobs. Well, those are three different arenas with different consequences, different visions, different goals. Once you have this blueprint, and if you don't have a blueprint, this may not make sense for you, this, this show. But if you do have a blueprint, it's the time to evaluate before we get to the fourth quarter where we've got to close this year like a champion and then get ready to have the greatest 2019 ever. Yeah, you know, that was one of the things I, I thought about when we decided to do this topic was one of the reasons I love doing this show in July is because you know you, that you're going to get to like that first college football game. The leaves are starting to change a little cooler, a little apple cider in your cup. And somebody's going to say to you, man, I just don't know where the summer went. Uh, yeah, you better get a reality check midsummer. <laughs> well, and, and we'll we'll do a show a little bit later. But also, you know, right now, your kids, uh, the routines your children have right now will not be the same routines they're going to have mid-August and first of September when you go back to school. The whole house changes. Everything changes. Bedtime changes. When you get up, changes. Um, driving schedules change. Everything changes in the house. So. Uh, I prefer you get this organized now, uh, but I think you need to look at your life and say, which arena is causing me the most distress? Which arena that if I don't pay attention to it right now could fester into something that's maybe even beyond my control? Um, it's typically business, could be wellness, because we have a tendency to put ourselves last until oh my gosh, I got to get in shape because I haven't seen my feet in you know, seven months. Well, that, that's probably seven months too late, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, it, it, at least you're pondering that. Which arena do you need to work on and how's your score level within each arena? Let's go back to your business. And let's, let's say you have 30 employees again. Let's bring all 30 employees in the room and everybody has a chair. So there are 30 chairs. These are my team members. There's my chair. I'm the CEO, the owner. And then there's an empty chair. Really? Who, who's, uh, who's sitting in the empty chair? The company itself. The company. The non-person. But it is an entity. It does have a P&L statement does have an x-ray called the balance sheet. It even has a personality in a lot of ways. It has a brand personality. It absolutely does. Um, and it has detractors and it has fans. And it's sitting there in that chair. Your company, your department, your division has a score level made up of all of the score levels of everybody in your company. Your company right now has a high or low level of self-discipline. The willingness, the commitment to stay with routines that knock down well-defined goals that lead to some vision of where the company will be in terms of marketplace, market share, 
It also has a concentration level. It's made up of every person's ability to focus, maintain focus, elongate focus, and refocus. How's the concentration of your company? Do you vacillate between rolling out different products and one day we're selling this, one day we're selling that? Are you confusing the marketplace? Do you have a simple, simple elevator pitch to tell prospects and anyone that will listen what you're all about? So that when your employees, they're only as good as what they think, say, and do when you're not there as the boss, are they saying the company line of what the mission statement is or what that elevator pitch is? How's their focus? When somebody says, so, so what do you do? What do they say? That's on you. you. You're the boss. Your company also has a higher low level of optimism. And that is a direct reflection of you. And if you're walking around doom and gloom, kicking tires and upset because things aren't going your way, you are telling everybody in your company, I have low optimism. Get optimistic. Get confident. I think the world right now is looking for global leadership. Countries looking for leadership. Cities looking for leadership. Communities looking for leadership. And the leader can look around corners, look 60 months, 60 years in advance, crafting visions, goals routines for everybody. Well, your family's no different and your company is no different. It has a higher low level of optimism. The belief, the expectancy that tasks and routines are going to lead to well-defined goals. They can and will be accomplished within the time allotment that you chose. And that vision is happening. And you're either on board or you're not on board. And if you're not, you got to go somewhere else. And if you're half on, half off, you got to get all on or you're all off. It's pretty simple. That chair that's empty is a real, it's a non-entity, but it's real. Your XYZ Corp and your corporation, your business, and every other arena has a higher low level of relaxation. I mean, that's one of the first things I do when I go into a company. I, I walk the garden. I walk, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. I talk to anybody and everybody. It is amazing how people will throw their boss under their bus, even though they know I might be consulting, coaching the boss. They'll tell me with their body language, with their emotion out on their sleeve, and I'm picking up vibes, whether this company is stressed to the max, low relaxation or how comfortable the whole is based on all of the parts. Does the company breathe easy, or does it seem to be always under crisis? Everything is chaotic. Is that your company? If it is, look in the mirror. It's probably emanating from you. Can I, can I just make an observation there, bounce something off you, Jim, on score levels and companies? Absolutely. Okay. So. I think that a lot of us 
almost always do this when we walk into another business arena, another company. And a lot of times don't take the time to notice it uh, for ourselves. So a few years ago, I was uh, uh, interviewing for a, a position in Chicago and I just kept not feeling right about it. And I wound up Googling the company and doing a, a deep dive. And uh, they'd pretty much just fired everybody. And all these employees had been there for less than three months. And I was like, okay, this, <laughs> you know, this is a job for somebody else. I'm, gonna, I'm going to keep moving. And, you know, we hadn't met. I didn't have words for what the score system is, but it was really obvious. And, you know, just when you were talking about that, I realized that those people probably weren't, nobody was doing a score check for their own company and everybody else knew it, just not them because they, you know, they were there every day. They weren't paying attention. Yeah, we do. We do a Jim Fannin analytics. We can actually do a survey of employees, team members, and uh, we'll get 90 to 100 percent response. There's no electronic fingerprints on the survey taker. So each employee, uh, I have 30 employees. Everybody takes it all at once. And uh, it comes back to, to our server and gives uh, a, a, a compilation of whether the mindset of your company has high or low self-discipline, high or low concentration, high or low optimism, high or low relaxation. And then, of course, the last thing that every company needs and every company really wants, but I, I find that most companies don't have, enjoyment. you got to love what you do, do what you love, and that's got to be reflected all the way down to the factory floor of the person putting products in a box, all the way to the mail room, all the way to the reception desk of how the phone is answered. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, good. Really? That's a, that's a reflection of enjoyment? I'm, I'm good? It's a great day at Jim Fannin Brands. Welcome. May I help you? That's a, that's a company that reflects enjoyment of being in business. Is that your company? Your company right now has a higher low score level. It moves as a unit. And this domino-like chain of S-C-O-R-E is the overarching psychological well-being of your company. Your family has a score level. Your business has a score level. And, of course, each of these score levels contribute to your own. The score check. And that's why we always end our show with the Zone Cafe. Uh, I'm ranting today because I just feel there's a, I have a sense of urgency. Um, when things are happening, there's chaos around you. There's uncertainty. And when you consciously look over the horizon, you're not sure what you're seeing, if anything at all. My recommendation, circle the wagons and shore up what you have. Take mental inventory. Re-up your vision. Re-up your goals. Drop a few goals. You may have too many. And then get busy influencing thoughts. And the best way to do that is to adjust your own thoughts. If the leader is not in the zone, how do you expect the team to be in the zone? Go back and look at the teams that have won the World Series. When the Cubs won the World Series, 
Madden was in the zone. Dave Martinez was in the zone. Look at Boston. We know that. Alex Cora's in the zone. He's there. Great companies have great leaders. Great leaders manage thoughts. Everybody look in the mirror. It's time to do that. One of the most important arenas of anyone's life is your self-arena. And we've talked about it on the Jim Fannin Show. This is uh, your nutrition, your sleep, uh, your physical well-being, your strength, your balance, all those things that just make up you. It's also uh, your uh, spirituality. But if you really want to be your genuine, authentic best self, being physically fit uh, should be at the top of the food chain on what you're trying to accomplish. And there's no company better equipped to do this than Nordic Track. So this is when the gym literally can come home to you. And the cool thing about Nordic Track right now, uh, you can tap in uh, through streaming to their personal trainers. You can take a group class. And I know that can be costly and time-consuming, but right now you can bring it into your home. As a sponsor, they are offering all of us, all of us Zoniacs, 75 bucks off your next purchase at Nordic Track. Go to nordictrack.com forward slash Fannin. N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash F-A-N-N-I-N. And then at checkout, promo code Fannin. F-A-N-N-I-N. You're going to get your $75 and you're going to be on your way of being your genuine, authentic, physical best self. Well, this past week uh, has been an awesome week. I got to give a shout out to Mike Small, head coach at University of Illinois. Uh, the Illini that have graduated and gone on to the pro ranks. Uh, uh, Thomas Peters, uh, congratulations. You've finished sixth uh, in Europe. Uh, there's been some really good productivity, but my shout out is to Mike Small, who finished 10th at the uh, Senior PGA. Uh, really had a great w- run, picked up a few coins, and battled the best icons in the world. And Mike, no offense to you, but you're a part time pro golfer uh, <laughs> because uh, uh, you're also uh, one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the country, arguably. Uh, You are, and I say you are, uh, based on my experience, you've won the NCAA Coach of the Year. You've won uh, Big Ten Coach of the Year. Uh, But you've been a part-time player, so congrats. uh, Part-time, go out, top 10 finish in a major. Uh, Mike Small, you were in the zone. And and I know personally uh, you feel you could have even gone better. And you know what? Maybe so. But uh, for the most part, you were in the zone, and uh, kudos out to Coach Small. Let's see who else in the zone. Yeah, so this one is really surprising to me. And, you know, we're America's Most Positive Podcast, so when we talked about players who didn't quite make the All-Star team that, uh, you know, that probably deserved to be there, I wasn't going to throw anybody under the bus. But, you know, in the back of my head, I'm going, okay, there's a couple of quote-unquote big names in Major League Baseball that are just not doing anything this year. One of those guys really found the zone during the home run derby, which is just, you know, the home run derby is a lot of fun. doesn't necessarily affect the season. However, I think that we just saw a turn in uh, Bryce Harper, who was hitting 214 for the season. 
you know, arguably one of the top four or five biggest names in baseball right now. And this is for the Washington Nationals. Of course, this is where the uh, uh, game is played. Uh, but uh, what an epic comeback in the home run derby. I mean, he was losing uh, to Kyle Schwarber of the Cubs 18-9 to in the final round. And Bryce went deep nine times in the span of only 10 swings to tie it at the end of regulation. And then he drove the second pitch of bonus time over the fence in center field, and he won the whole thing. And uh, his emotions really came flooding. Uh, the place went absolutely berserk. Um, the cool thing about that, his father was also in the zone pitching to his son. Uh, you know, this conjured up uh, emotion from me. Uh, going all the way back to my little league days, uh, where my dad threw uh, BP to me, and we tossed a ball in the backyard. So, uh, Bryce, you were not only in the zone, uh, but pops, uh, he he was in the zone too, because <laughs> he was throwing you the same cookie in the same place to help you make that zone run at the last minute. Go ahead and uh, take a look over here at Wimbledon. Uh, this didn't come out like a lot of people thought it would. And I mean, that's what you've said the last couple episodes is one of the things that's so unique about tennis is you can walk out there and turn it around. And uh, it uh, wound up being Novak Djokovic. That's how you say it. Yep. Uh, Djokovic, um, uh, Croatian. Uh, so uh, he had an interesting day with Croatia in the finals of the World Cup against France. Uh, Djokovic, uh, who this is a, really a comeback. He hadn't won a uh, Grand Slam title in more than two years. He had some personal challenges. I was actually in contact with his team um, in, in the last 12 months, uh, seeing if I could get over to Monte Carlo at one time to see if I could help him get back on track. Uh, this is a great player, but he was seated 12th. Uh, so uh, the ranking said, well, he's not favored to win it. Um, but he won 6 2 6 2, uh, a hard third set, 7-6. He claimed his 13th slam uh, in tennis parlance uh, to win in straight sets at, in a final. Uh, that's a relatively easy uh, victory. And again, it's his first major since the 2016 French Open. And when he won it, it was a look of relief. It really, <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh. Oh. Uh, usually you're elated. Uh, but there was a, a calm, a relief of energy, a flooding of emotion. And uh, uh, 31-year-old uh, Serbian uh, took control and won the first set in only 29 minutes. Uh, and uh, I, I do have to give kudos back to the University of Illinois uh, because his opponent uh, helped them win a national title uh, some years ago. And uh, this is. Uh, Anderson, uh, he, um, uh, pretty amazing Kevin Anderson, big serve, uh, set a record for the longest, uh, uh, it was a grand slam actually, uh, in the semis. Uh, one of his challenges that helped him not be in the zone is he had incredible blisters. They kept showing uh, pictures of his feet, but kudos to South African Kevin Anderson. You had a zone tournament. No one expected you to get to the finals. So I, I think that's, uh, that's awesome, really. Congratulations and to both players. Speaking of uh, someone that uh, 
wasn't at least on paper expected to get to the finals. Serena Williams didn't actually wind up taking home the trophy, but a phenomenal performance, uh, you know, after having a baby coming back for Wimbledon. Uh, yeah. As, as she said, she was playing for all those working moms out there and she did give it her best. Uh, but you know, uh, so much is said about Serena. I, I met, uh, Serena, uh, years ago when she was only nine and, uh, uh, she is something. She is the greatest of all time, uh, arguably. Um, Serena, uh, what an amazing performance. But you know, really, I've got to look at Angelique Gerber, uh, who beat Serena in straight sets. Uh, she was not overwhelmed in the moment. Um, very impressive. Uh, you know, two years ago, she lost to Williams with a title on the line at center court. and. Um, this time she definitely came through. She was steady. She was patient. She was ac- accurate. And she really gave Serena uh, not a chance. Typically in tennis, there's a little crack, a little door that you can wiggle through uh, because there's no time limit in, in the sport. And you can make that miraculous comeback. But it was a straight set 6-3, 6-3 victory. Serena, I think you were in the zone for the tournament. I think it was amazing. Uh, good luck to all of your competitors for them at the U.S. Open because you're going to be uh, <laughs> in even better shape uh, to win that on your home turf. But uh, who's in the zone? Angelique Kerber, first German to win Wimbledon since the great Hall of Fame Steffi Graf in 1996. Uh, Kerber, you're in the zone. And, and then we got to look at um, France. France winning the World Cup in the zone. Uh, kudos definitely to Croatia, which showed amazing grit and determination. But the thing about France winning, uh, it's the second youngest team uh, to ever win the World Cup, and they've got a 19-year-old, Kylian Mbappe, uh, who I love watching, forward player for the team, uh, made quite a, a lot of money, score, scored a goal. Teenagers to score a goal in the World Cup, Pele at age 17, obviously a zone performer, and now Mbappe at 19 to score a goal. Uh, This guy won $22,500 for each of the seven games that France played. On top of that, he got a $350,000 bonus win in the tournament. So this guy won about a half a million bucks. And Seth, what did he do? He's giving it to charity. He's giving it 100% (laughs) to charity. man. Kudos to you. What a 19-year-old superstar stud. You not only are at the top of the world uh, in soccer, uh, but you donate to a charity that helps disabled and hospitalized children, uh, helps them into sports. And, uh, you know, Mbappe's been supporting this charity since June of 2017. Kudos to you. You're in the zone. And I know you're helping your charity also be in the zone. That's a feel-good story. And from such a young guy uh, to be so so thoughtful to do that. Now let's talk about an old guy, (laughs) Pacquiao. I mean, come on. Yeah. I I mean, this is pretty amazing. Uh, TKO uh, fought in Malaysia. uh, First stoppage win since 2009. Uh, Lucas Matisse, a TKO with him. 
uh, a vicious uppercut that uh, really sended uh, uh, the uh, competitor of Pacquiao uh, to the mat. Uh, but it was Pacquiao's first fight um, since a July 2017 decision. And um, first fight since 2001 that didn't also feature his uh, trainer, uh, Freddie Roach. And uh, Pacquiao, 39, improved his record, 60 wins, seven losses, two draws, all-time 39 knockouts. And, um, again, that's his first win since 2016. At 39, most professional boxers are watching at ringside. They're not in the ring. Pacquiao, wow, you're in the zone. And there's a a certain phrase that uh, Jim loves to use, and that is, you don't know me because a year ago, if Manny Pacquiao would have just read his own press, that would have been it. <laughs> uh, and instead, he came back as one of the most dominant dominant athletes in the world in any sport. Uh, we also have some good news: uh, McDonald's, Starbucks teaming up to create a recyclable cup. Kudos to you. Uh, however, McDonald's, you were not in the zone with your uh, uh, salads uh, last week uh, that uh, made a lot of people sick. Uh, so we'll we'll get that in our not in the zone segment. <laughs> but uh, again, I, I really believe corporations do have a community, uh, a, a, a global responsibility, as in uh, global companies like McDonald's and Starbucks. But they're joining forces to build a fully recyclable, um, compostable cup of the future. They'll have it within the next three years. I I do coach a company that does make lids for companies like this. They make fasteners. They make toothpaste lids. They make recyclable cups. Uh, I need to put it in a call and see if they're part of this. Um, but this is uh, comes on the heels of the food industry's charge to reduce plastic and packaging, straws in particular, um, because of what impact in a negative way it has on the environment and definitely our oceans. It's something that needed to be done, needs to be done, and it's good to see two companies teaming up uh, to actually make that happen. Uh, these two companies, think about this, combined 600 billion cups are walking out of McDonald's and Starbucks every year. 600 billion cups. And, of course, when they go into a landfill, they cannot be uh, uh, recycled the way they currently have it. And uh, that's impacting sea turtles, the environment, the oceans. Um, It it is a challenge. So congratulations on uh, making something happen. Uh, And then we have one more in the zone. Yeah. So historically, if something happened, if you were born without the ability to speak or, uh, you know, you uh, something happened, you had a disease or, uh, you know, some sort of accident, uh, you know, that maybe cut your throat and you weren't able to speak anymore. It used to be that maybe you could write on a chalkboard and then they came out with, uh, you know, some computer type things. However, the computer just gave you a monotone voice. Uh, There's a new company called Voice ID that's actually giving a unique uh, voice to each person who has lost the ability to speak. And so first of all, this is amazing in and of itself uh, that we can help people who've been through injury or disease in this way. And second of all, it's amazing that we don't hear about stuff like this because 
as we've, you know, continued to strive to be America's most positive podcast, there's amazing innovation happening all the time that it seems like, you know, the vast majority of, of the media of what I, you're hearing. I think, I think technology is in the zone. I think it's the greatest time in our lifetime on a technical basis. Hopefully these, uh, technical advances we're using them wisely you know i had a client uh in the last 12 months uh that had throat cancer okay and uh did while he was having treatment could not speak could have definitely used voice id uh to help him with that so that that really strikes home uh kudos out to voice id giving speech to the speechless uh it is a profit company uh but you are doing a good deed and a great service uh, also, a little kudo going out to Elon Musk funding new water filters in Flint, the forgotten city. Uh, yeah, we talk about it, and then we forget about it. We talk about it, we forget about it. Uh, but uh, still, people are having challenges with clean drinking water. Uh, so Musk is paying to have new water filters installed in any, any, and every Flint, Michigan home. Uh, that are below federal water safety guidelines. So uh, he initiated that effort after a Twitter user nudged him in a tweet earlier this week. Hey, uh, Elon Musk, the tweet said, I heard a bunch of people saying there's no way you could get help get clean water to Flint, Michigan. Uh, said you wouldn't be capable. Well, uh, Elon Musk is, uh, he's looks capable. like he's putting his money where his <laughs> mouth is. So uh, Flint, Michigan. Let's get our water in the zone. Now, who do you need in your life, on your team, in your family, to be in the zone? So who in your team is not in the zone? You, you know. You see them on a regular basis. Is it your mom? You know, moms can get out of the zone. Mom's the world's greatest coach is mom. But sometimes mom keeps herself last. She takes care of everybody in the family. Who's taking care of mom? Who in your life right now, in your circle of people, in every arena, who could get a little nudge of being in the zone? Let that be your challenge this coming week. Let that person at least by making that change and helping them attract the zone, um, they're probably going to need some discipline. They might need some focus. They, they, maybe they need a pat on the back, and maybe they need to deal from strength, or maybe they need to chill out a little bit. Maybe they need to relax. Maybe you need to tell an employee, take tomorrow off. Oh, yeah, but we got Hey, it's okay. Go sharpen your axe. Who on your team needs to be in the zone, and who would you like for them to make our list of who's in the zone? Who's your zone performer? And know that you can make a difference in that happening. And there's one other thing we got to remind you of because it's only going to be available for a limited amount of time here. Uh, we've got a survey just to get to know you a little bit better because the Jim Fannin show is growing. And it's a bonus episode about how to be in the zone during a time of really great challenge. Now, we're not just talking about, oh, man, you know, the um, the dog got out and I had to go get the dog back in. Then I was late to work and then the dry cleaner lost my stuff. That yeah, Those things are all definitely obnoxious. But the tr like we're talking about a really true, big personal or professional challenge. 
that's something that Jim addresses on this bonus episode that's only available. You notice this bonus episode is not in your podcast player feed. It's only available through a, a survey. It's going to take you 60 seconds. Uh, as people are taking it, it uh, takes almost exactly 60 seconds. And you can check out the show notes on, of this episode. You can just swipe over and you can uh, read through I, and and Seth, be a link. I, I just this second received a text from someone. And I, let me read that text to you. Just okay. got it. I just listened to your bonus podcast, Jim. Super inspiring. I'm going for a walk around the block right now and envisioning the next 90-day goals. So there you go. Uh, Listen to the bonus. Took it to heart. More importantly, he's going to take that information, put it into his own words, into his own thoughts, and his own uh, actions, and get into the zone for the next 90 days. Uh, Thank you for that feedback. And um, I like it. My best you of being in the zone. Who can you influence to be in the zone? Who on your team needs the bonus audio? Who on your team needs to even listen to this positive podcast? Share whatever information you have, whether it's from us or some other source. Help your family, help your team be their genuine, authentic best self. And you know what? One thing that I can look back over the last few years of my you know, career before I stepped in the entrepreneurial space is that any time like my boss or my boss's boss or even the president of the company a couple times took a moment to just send me something and said, hey, here's a blog entry. Here's a book. Uh, you know, here's a podcast that was inspiring me. Uh, you you got to check this out. That really meant something to me. So, you know, if you're a person in leadership, not only are you going to get better employees from them hearing the Jim Fannin show, they're really going to feel special and want to put in, you know, that extra effort just because they know that you're looking out for them. And, and I think there's certain shows that we've done once someone on your team has listened to it. Now you have a common denominator that you and that person can really have a dialogue, discuss it, and maybe even open up other things that you might not have talked with this person about. So uh, use it as a tool, uh, not just for you. But but other people, and then obviously for your company as a whole. Now, I want to talk about one more person. This is a person that you know well. Okay. This is a person that you can definitely know better. This person, without this person, you will not have success. This person can sabotage you. This person can uplift you. This person can inspire you, motivate you, and even sell you on yourself. But this person can also put you in bad health. This person can cause your breathing to go from an average 15, 70 breaths a minute, the average person, Of course, the zone performer has less breaths per minute, six to eight, long inhale, long exhale. But the person I'm talking about can cause your breathing to go over 20 breaths a minute, even causing panic, depression, anxiety, and fear. And you know this person. Everybody, if possible, unless you're driving, 
shut your eyes right now, unhinge your jaw, and take six deep breaths. Long inhale. Long exhale. Be in the moment right now. Long inhale. Jaw unhinge. Long exhale. And now you're walking down a hallway. There are doors on the left closed, almost like a hotel hallway. There are doors on the right closed. And I want you to walk past all of these closed doors until you get to the very last door. Now, on the wall at the end of this hallway is a blinking neon sign. It's flashing, yellow, neon, flashing. That sign depicts, very simply, your vision, something that you will attain. And let's put an end date on that, 12-31-2018. Something that you will accomplish, something that's measurable. That sign does not say, I'm happy. It doesn't say, I'm wealthy. It's very specific and measurable. But now I want you to open the last door. That sign's right now in front of you. In fact, you can hear the crackling of the energy from that neon sign. It's flashing whatever you choose to put on there, something measurable. And now go into the room. It's pitch, pitch black. Walk to the center of the room and just be breathing calm. As you're in this room, no thoughts about the future, no thoughts about the past, even detach from that neon sign that's on the outside of the door and just be. And all of a sudden, in the dark corner of the shadow, the back right part of the room, a figure comes into your focus, a person. This person is your height. can't make out who it is. This person is your build, but you can't really see the facial features. And this person is now very calm, very slow, but very confident, chin up above parallel, starts to walk toward you in the very center, very middle of the room. And now for the first time, you see who it is. It's your best friend. It's you. It's your best friend. You. And this person reaches out both hands, places them on your shoulders, and draws you close to their chest and whispers in your ear, treat me like a champion. I'll deliver the goods. Create a blueprint. Focus on what you can control. Expect. Know that results will come. Trust that what you have is enough. Be cool. Breathe. And love what you do. Love the challenge, love the journey. Treat me like a champion, I'll deliver the goods.
is what your best friend says. And now you step back and look your best friend in the eye. There's a sense of knowing the champion inside you is looking you in the eye. I've said this so many times, so many clients. If I talk to you the way you talk to you, you'd fire me. Self-talk. Treat me like a champion. I'll deliver the goods. Your best friend says, I've known you through thick or thin. I've seen your success, and I've been there when you've wallowed in your failure. I've never abandoned you. I'm always here, and I'm always here on your side. Treat me like a champion. Create that inner dialogue of extreme positivity. Remove the victim and the judge. I am the champion. I am you. And now your best friend, confident, chin up, turns and walks back into the shadow of the darkness of the right corner of the room. And if you're six feet tall, you feel six foot eight. And if you're five, five, you feel six, five. And with confidence, knowing that you have free will to control any thought that you choose, back out of the room, leave it ajar, and walk right up to that neon sign. Raise your hands above your head and hold on to that neon sign, and you can feel the energy surge. And now look off to the right. There's five stairs. Walk up them, confident. Step one, two, three, four, five. Eyes are open. You are where you are. If you were driving, obviously you'll do this with your eyes open, but you're back driving in your car. You're in the sanctity of your room. You're in your office. And you just had a close encounter with your best friend, one that's always there for you. But you've got to treat it well and talk to yourself well. Everything is possible. Now, what was this? What did you just experience? This is symbolic imagery, and I'll do this with all my clients. There's thousands and thousands of uh, different formations of this, but sometimes you got to look in the mirror. Today was about reality meeting your expectations. Go back and sharpen your expectations, but also take an inventory of reality. Think about what you think about. If there was a blueprint, printout rather, of every one of your thoughts, and you and I could read it, we could see why you're successful or why you're not. Think about what you think about. And Seth, I think right now it's time uh, uh, to conclude uh, so that everyone listening can go out and have an amazing day. And uh, let's. Uh, Start cooking in the Zone Cafe. I'm ready for it. As you're here, be here for your life in general. Be here for your business. Be here for your family. Be here for your personal wellness. Be here for your personal finances. You choose the arena that you're here at the Zone Cafe right now, although it could be generic overall. What do you need? What's the weakest link? 
Do you need self-discipline? Do you need a well-defined blueprint with a timeline? Do you need to make that commitment that you'll stay with the process? Some routines, doing daily score checks, which we're doing right now, to be your genuine, authentic best self, to reach that vision. If you need self-discipline, take it right now. we got a slab of it we're cooking up. It's ready for you. Self-discipline, it's the only form of discipline that creates good stress. If that's what you need, you don't need to order anything else. You're done. But maybe, maybe you have a plan. But maybe you've got too many balls in the air. Maybe you're trying to do too much. Maybe you've got chaos because of the chaos around you. Maybe you created that chaos or maybe you inherited it. Whatever it is, it's time to narrow your focus. So if you need to be like a cheetah, single purpose, single minded, who hasn't eaten in two weeks, well, maybe it's time to get hungry and narrow that energy focus on one thing at a time. Shed all the goals that aren't needed right now and focus on one thing. And if you need that single minded, putting on blinder focus, well, you take a, a big bucket of concentration. That's your weak link, the missing link of attracting that purposeful calm zone state. But maybe, maybe you need to have your chin up more. Maybe you do need to walk around like you're six to eight. Maybe you need not just confidence, not just self-esteem, not just trust. Maybe you need the whole umbrella that covers all those positives and that would be optimism. The belief, the expectancy, and sense of knowing that the routines that you have are stepping stones to your goals and stepping stone to that vision at the end of the year. If you need confidence and optimism, take it and then focus on that for the next several days, selling you on the awesomeness of you. And that bonus audio, well, it addresses the optimism level So if that's what you need, man, you got to download that thing for sure. 60-second survey. Come on. I'm I'm asking you, male or female, I mean, the questions, what do you want in score? What do you want from uh, uh, our our show? 60 seconds, and I want you to have that audio if optimism is the weak link in you. But maybe, maybe you have self-discipline. Maybe you're focused, and maybe you're confident, but, you know, you might be trying a little bit too hard, and maybe you're feeling a little pressure and a little stress. Maybe there's some tough times. Maybe there's some adversity. Maybe there's some things in your company you got to clean up, and that stress is starting to back up like, like a commode. So if you need relaxation, we got a giant, cool, refreshing recyclable cup, by the way. <laughs> we, we have that, Seth. We really do. And if that's what you need to feel comfortable, Free from worry, anxiety, and fear. If you need to get your breathing into six to eight breaths a minute, uh, take that with you. Also, a little tip for if that's really what you need, set your alarm. Set your alarm for the rest of the day, every hour and a half or two hours. And every time your alarm goes off, breathe. That'll help you get that relaxation that maybe is the missing link that'll take you into peak performance. But maybe, and I had a client two days ago that volunteered, he had a low enjoyment level. And that, that's the end of the word score. It's the end product of the whole score success system. 
you got to love what you do, especially in challenging times. And it's okay to have adversity, um, especially when you're climbing the unclimbable, you know, number one in the world. I've got a young athlete I'm coaching right now. And I said, high school state championship, you know, and I'm looking at him face to face. All of a sudden, his face broke out into terror. He hadn't even thought about it, yet he's got the talent to do it. But just when I said that word, I could tell he's got a low enjoyment level for even going after this. He's approaching it with dread. No, not me. I, I, I'm not sure I'm good enough. You've got to enjoy the challenge, and you've got to be relaxed with it as well. But enjoyment's the satisfaction and pleasure of the process, the day-to-day process. So if you need enjoyment, you need to skip a little bit, sing a little bit, have some music in your life, well, put on a smile because we got a happy meal we'd love for you to have. And that's just being aware of it. So right now, we just walked through five things that we're cooking up here at the Jim Fannin Show, S-C-O-R-E. Take this Zone Cafe with you. We do it at every show. You should be used to it if you're a, a, a listener, but you got to do it every day and just be aware of reality. Take mental stock, mental inventory to find out what's in balance or what's out of balance. So what do you need, Seth? You know, I'm going to go ahead and go for today. I'm going to go ahead and go relaxation. What about you? What, what's going on with you? I have a lot that I'm I'm doing right now, but I I'm uh, I'm locked in. I'm focused. I am the cheetah that uh, is hungry. Uh, my focus is very narrow. I'm not looking uh, uh, six months, uh, twelve months, thirty days. Those are already in place for me, and I know I, I need to really uh, have more present tense thinking. Uh, so I, I'm only going to go into the future to retool my blueprint if needed, uh, maybe come up with a few tactics uh, for a few clients to help them out uh, that they could use. And I, I'm definitely going to stay out of the past. Uh, there's no judgment, uh, no victim, uh, none in, in my life. So uh, right now, I've got the blinders on, Seth. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I've got one thing I'm going to accomplish in the next seven days, and it will be done. Uh, and sooner than later, uh, I, I will not share that with anyone, uh, but I'm locked in. Okay. Okay. And Hey, one of the things we did see early on in the, uh, in the survey is that there is, there are some people who are saying, man, I really want to check my score levels. I want to be doing score checks. I haven't done it yet. Hey, we just gave it to you. It's your moment. If it didn't happen last week, start today. And, and, you know, you know, the score has been around since 1974, Seth, and, and it, it's based on a, a research project uh, at the Ohio State University where, you know, I personally discovered with researchers, and this was privately funded, uh, discovered these five markers. And the five markers of score self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, enjoyment, we all have these markers, and they're almost our, they are our collective attitudinal fingerprint. So if you really want to take the pulse of your attitude, your overarching attitude, uh, we've broken it into five uh, markers. And each of these markers, Seth, 
contributes positive chemicals into your bloodstream. So when I say you need relaxation, in reality, you need a little serotonin. If I, I say, you know, you, you got to get disciplined, I'm telling you that you probably need some cortisol that's a stress or chemical. You don't want to keep it too long and you want to have it uh, also balanced out with some relaxation. Uh, but every one of those markers trigger natural body chemistry. And collectively, these five markers create that uh, attitudinal cocktail, if you will, uh, so that it'll attract the purposeful, calm feeling that nothing can go wrong. And I know listening, you all have experienced that. You've had that round of golf where it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, could I bottle that? In fact, I, I had someone win the French Open. Okay. Comes off the court told me that everything was in slow motion, told me that the ball appeared like a grapefruit, had a feeling that nothing could go wrong, believed in his mind that the court on the other side of the net was vast, and his court was really small, so everything was easy to get. And he said it was surreal. And then he made a comment to me, I wish I could bottle that. And when he told me that, that's when I realized I'm going to bottle that. That There is that feeling that all of us have at some point in our life, that peak performance feeling that nothing can go wrong. And I have learned that you can live in, on, or around that feeling every single day. No bad days, Seth. 64. No bad days. I haven't had one. I, I know it's by over 20,000 straight days. Now, some days are better than others, and we do have some highs and lows, but they hit that high standard. Let's go, Zoniacs. Everybody listening, you can do this. Get fired up. Take your inventory. Being aware of your weak link, that's going to repair it 90% of the time. And go out this coming week. And change one person. Observe one person, somebody that means something to you, somebody on your team, an integral part of your team, an integral part of your family. And by observation and listening to their voice inflections, reading their body language, know what they need and provide it for them. Be an influencer of thought. And let's have a zone week, everybody, because I got to tell you something. Being in the zone, it's the only place to be. Get in the zone. I know you can do it and share it with anyone that you choose. Until next week, I'm Jim Fannin. My name is Seth, Jim Sidekick and producer. Stay in the zone. you want to get your business in a zone state, I, I'm talking about not just you. I'm talking about your entire business. We have an audio, two-hour audio, multiple tracks called Business in the Zone. And I'm going to break down everything you need to do to take your business to the next level, being the best that you possibly can be. And you can get this audio, Business in the Zone, 
Go to jimfannon.com, click on the product section on the toolbar. You'll go to our store, and you'll not only be able to get a physical CD that you could actually, it'll be mailed to your house, but you'll also instantly get a download uh, of Business in the Zone. So if you're looking to be the best you can be, get in the zone with the score system in your business, your job, your sales, whatever it is, Business in the Zone is going to help make that so. This is a leveling the playing field quick fix on Radio Influence. I have Danita Johnson. She is the Director of Business Development for the Los Angeles Clippers. I remember just being in school and honestly, I, I you didn't know. You had no clue of what it would look like. I think now these programs have it way better. I mean, I look at Baylor's program and like other schools that have really like shifted the model for sports management programs. But when I was in college, it wasn't that. And it wasn't really until my last semester um, we had to what this is the blessing of why I do what I do every day. My last semester of college, we had to take a seminar class and you had to take a full time internship. If it was not for that, I don't know how this would have turned out for me. Like that was the gate that that internship opened the gate for me. And it was because I had to do it. You know what I mean? It wasn't because I didn't want to intern, but it was a part of the program. And I left college my last semester and moved back home and interned the whole semester. If it was not for how that class was set up, I don't know if my program would have given me the success that I'm having. Leveling the playing field with Bobby Sue Doyle Hazard can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.